This is 5 Minute Friday, episode number 206. Machine learning is all around you. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Very excited to have you here for this 5 Minute Friday episode. And the title today is Machine Learning is All Around You. Really, it should actually be machine learning, deep learning, artificial intelligence, and data science are all around you. And why is that? Well, um, well, and well, how was how did this episode actually come to be? Well, I have a few apps on my phone, and I'm sure we all do, which quite heavily utilize these technologies, whether it's data science, machine learning, uh, deep learning, or AI. Uh, and we can all kind of like think of one or two, but what I found fascinating is only a couple of them, only like one or two of them actually trigger in my head this this sense of amazement, the sense of awe at how how cool they actually are, how they're leveraging these technologies and they're really, you know, like it really stands out that this is deep learning. Wow, this is really cool. But if you think about it, there's plenty, plenty of apps on your phones that are indeed using this. And I think, I really think that it's a good idea. It's a very good idea for us as data scientists to actually observe that, to be... Um, aware of when and how these applications are using uh, one of these technologies, whether it's data science or deep learning or AI, machine learning, doesn't matter. The, the point is that by being aware of it, by being of, aware of machine learning around us in use, we can actually come up with better ideas. We can think of better applications and maybe uh, dig deeper into certain algorithms and Basically, the point is use what's around you to get inspired. And I'm only using a phone as an example because your phone is always in your hands and you're looking at it on, on average like 115 times per day. Um, and like it's it's become an integral part of us. It's become like an extension of our mind. So it's the easiest example to use. But surely there are other examples of uh, technologies that you use around you uh, during the course of your day or week that also use these, uh, use like deep learning or AI or something like that. And so what I'm saying is I'm um, calling on you to be aware of when that happens and try to like pause yourself for a second and look into it further. And so as an example, I put a little list together of of the technologies that amaze me, right? And at the very end, I've got like the two that I was talking about. At the end of this, I'll share the two the two apps that really like blow my mind every time I use them. Uh, they're they're nothing crazy um, sophisticated. They're just you know daily kind of or like weekly usage apps, but they're they're really cool. Um, but let's go through the list. So first one that I thought of was like a Tesla car. So if you have a Tesla, you like uh, <laughs> you're a legend. I, I've been in a Tesla once. No, I actually, I don't think I've even been inside a Tesla. Like, uh, driven, uh, been driving or driven in a Tesla. I know friends who have, and I hear it's an amazing experience, especially when you like can let go of the steering wheel and it goes on the highway and it just drives itself, changes lanes and all those things. You know, that's really cool. You know, like that, that would blow my mind. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you already had that experience, that's awesome. Well, you know, like just kind of, uh, is one one thing is just enjoy it and have fun, but the other thing is like to think through how is it doing it? Like what kind of I know we can't really guess all these proprietary algorithms and it's much more complicated we think, but it's maybe a good idea to think 
you know, what do I really know in deep learning or um, machine learning that it could be using to do to make these decisions, or what is it that I could learn to you know from from how it's doing it so that to inform my further education in the space. Um, another one is when you type something on your phone, like a message, and it gets auto-completed by your phone. You know, that's a clear example of natural language processing uh, that uh, uses deep learning, most likely, uh, to figure out what you're going to say next. And it learns as well. It learns from how you... Uh, you know, type to previous hundred messages or whatnot, and it gives you better recommendations. Um, in fact, you also now have auto reply suggestions in Gmail. You know, like you, if you get an email, and then instead of like replying a whole a whole text message, you get like these three options. Like somebody invites you to a party, and you can say yes, I'm in, or thank you for the invitation, I will be there, or it'd be like no, unfortunately, I can't make it. And you can just click one of them and send. So that that makes life easier, and that's also another example of NLP in action. Uh, another case is when autocomplete, um, when, when you have like, now they actually have in Gmail, when you're typing the message, it actually, in this faint gray, it will finish the sentence for you and you can just click tab and that you don't have to finish typing a sentence. And I've already used that quite a lot. So that's another example of NLP in action. So those are simple applications, simple use cases, but they're really powerful and they do use some powerful um, mechanics or algorithms in the background. Another cool one, which we use probably on a daily basis, is Google Maps. Right, so how do Google Maps know that there's a traffic jam somewhere along the road? How, do they, how does it know that uh, you know, your route is gonna be delayed by five or 15 minutes? Uh, well, we probably all know this by now, but nevertheless, uh, Google just analyzes how the phones are moving across the street. You know, all these phones and the cars, it can see like how fast they're traveling as opposed to how fast they should be traveling. And so then it decides where there's a traffic jam. Another example of machine learning in action. An even more, like an even cooler example is an app called Waze. And I know it's quite popular in the US. It's getting more popular in Australia as well. So I was uh, present at a, like an interview with the founder of Waze. And uh, he described how they actually created Waze. And this is really fascinating. So Waze, unlike Google Maps or Apple Maps, it actually started with no map at all. Like it doesn't actually have a map in, integrated to, as a starting point in the app application. It started off with just like a blank black screen. And then people who signed up to Waze they had the, the, the app in the, on the phones and they would move around on the streets. And so Waze, the app itself, would decide, all right, so like 100 people went in this direction from a, like, you know, along this straight line, that must be a road. And they went, you know, with this speed. And then here they went 60, 60 miles an hour, so that must be a highway, right? So they, or, or motorway, so they could decide. So the, the app itself, it built up this world representation with all these roads not based on any kind of map initially, that was all based on the activity of their users. And I think that's mind-blowing. How cool is that? It took them many years to get it to a level where there was enough data for actually people to, um, like to, for it to be massively adopted. But now it's a very successful app. It's one of the most successful um, map applications in the world. And all started with a black screen, blank black screen, and just collecting data 
machine learning algorithms analyzing it and deciding what's a one-way street, what's a two-way street, what's a highway, what's a turn, what's a, you know, like a bicycle way, I guess. I'm not that familiar, like I don't use that app much myself, so I'm not sure the complexity is, but I'm pretty confident that it's got some very, very complex algorithms in the background. Another one that we probably all know as well is Spotify and how uh, like it thinks it goes analyzes your music uh, consumption to give you suggestions. So the recommender engine, you know, like and that goes for recommender engines on Amazon, recommender engines on Netflix, and all these other platforms as well. So those are really cool to think about. Like, how did it know? that I would like this music. If you think about it like 10 years ago, that would have been insane to tell somebody that an app can predict what kind of music you're going to like, even though you've never heard that music before. That, I think that's pretty cool. Okay, so we're getting close. Uh, third last one, which I really like, an app that I enjoy a lot, it's called Foursquare. Um, Foursquare, if, uh, if you're using Foursquare, you're probably smiling now because it's, it saved me plenty of times, like at least a couple of dozen times. It's, it's an app that allows you to find places to eat. And if you're traveling to a new city, you just, or even in your own city, if you haven't used it yet, highly recommend checking it out. You open it up and you say you want dinner, lunch, you want Indian, you want vegan, you want, uh, um, I don't know, a steakhouse. And you put that in the search and then it will pop up a map showing you how users of the app have already rated the restaurants around your place. And Every single time, like if you find a restaurant that's eight stars or above, or like especially if you find something like nine stars or 8.9, I, once I think I saw a 9.2 restaurant, like you have to go there. That means all these people, you can see how many ratings, but usually like if it's at least 100, that means it's like at least 100 people have been there and that's how they rated it. And the power of the crowd is always much more uh, powerful or much stronger than just one expert or a couple of experts saying, you know, this is a good restaurant. Like when you have a hundred or a thousand people saying it's a great restaurant, you gotta go there. And every single time, because like, um, as you guys probably know, I'm vegan. So when I go to a new place, I just type in vegan and brings up all these places that are vegan or serve vegan options. And then I pick the one with the best stars. And usually like 99% of the time, it's a very good guess. And they have a lot of users, very powerful, uh, platform. I think we already talked on the podcast about how they use their foot uh, traffic data to, like one time they predicted the, how the annual uh, statements of Chipotle uh, will, what they will come out as um, even before this annual statements came out. That is a long story. Uh, you can check it out. There's an article I think on Medium about that, Foursquare and Chipotle. Uh, but other than that, great app, uses, of course, um, data science quite extensively. So another thing to like think about when you're using it. And finally, my two top two apps that really blow my mind. As I said, they're quite simple ones, nothing sophisticated, not like a Tesla car, but really, really cool to watch them at work. So number two or like second, second top one is Scannable. Scannable is an app by Evernote. So if you don't use notebooks by Evernote, highly recommend those as well. You can uh, replace all your notebooks uh, and all your notes with Evernote and take really cool, um, like just keep keep like an, a lot of notes, <laughs> notes in one place and it's very, very powerful. But then you can download Scannable as well. And instead of using a scanner, you like you know, scan documents, you use Scannable and it's actually better. You know, there's lots of apps or you can take photos with your phone or there's other apps that you can 
take a picture and we'll like uh, recognize it as a document and save it as a PDF. Uh, but Scannable is by far the best one I've ever seen. And the way it uses, I think it uses deep learning. I'm not sure it might be some kind of machine learning or something like that. But to me, it looks like deep learning, but it's just mesmerizing. When you uh, put it, like put your phone over a page, even before you finish bringing your phone over, it's already taking a photo. And, and there's this blue screen that adapts to the size of the page. Like if you guys have a chance, check it out. You will really feel the power of these technologies in this simple application. Once again, it's called Scannable. And finally, one of my favorite ones is uh, Vivino. So uh, I was recommended uh, this app by a friend and colleague. And uh, is, if you drink wine, then this is a lifesaver app because you can go to a store and you can take a photo of a bottle, of a label of a bottle of wine. And just like with Foursquare, you will get a rating. Well, how have people rated it before? How have people who have drank this wine, how do they rate it? And you'll see if it's like a three-star wine, a two-star wine, a four-star wine whatever it is, um, and then you decide whether you want to buy it or not. Amazing, it's really cool to see it in action, and especially I like the feature when you can um, set it to not scan one bottle, but scan multiple bottles, and you just like go through the whole rack, like progressing, you know, taking photos one after the other, like in a row, like uh, continuously, and as you're doing it, it's analyzing it, in, uh, analyzing those photos in the cloud, and popping up ratings right on your screen, so you, so you can see like 4.3, 3.1, 3.9, 2.1, 4.4, and so on. And, and just as you go, and then when you see like a acceptable rating, like a four, 4.5 stars or 4.3 stars for a wine, then you can just stop. It's really cool, also mesmerizing to watch that in action. So even if you're not a wine drinker uh, and you wanna see some cool, I guess, once again, I think that's deep learning in action, then highly recommend checking out Vivino. So there we go, those are some apps that can get you inspired and I'm sure you've been already using quite a few of them already but it's like it's about changing perspective and I, I've said this on the podcast before a, a really cool quote from my coach and uh, it's um, when we change the way we look at things the things we look at change right so we've been using these apps but now if you change the way you look at them the perspective you have what you think about when you use them then all of a sudden you'll be looking at different things. All of a sudden you'll broaden your horizons, you'll find more opportunities for your education, for your application of the knowledge that you already have in the space of deep learning, AI, machine learning, and data science. So on that note, thank you so much for being here today, and I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, happy analyzing.